0: Hey, everybody, welcome into the wrap. It's a hump day edition here. Tom Hasaway in our studios in Farmington on NRM Streamcast. Uh, we had a great night in sports last night uh, and a pretty bad night in sports if you're a Detroit fan, and we'll tell you about that in a minute. I wanted to tell you about uh, my friends in studio today. We start to my right, good friend of mine for a long time, uh, back in the radio days, and of course, we've Remain friends uh, throughout the years, believe it or not.
1: Pete Spivak, Uncle Pete. What's up, brother? Hey, Tom. Good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for inviting me in. Appreciate it. Uh, This is great to be here, bud.
0: Usually uh, you'll hear Pete uh, throughout the day at, uh, well, it's used to be called Metro Traffic. It's Total Traffic. Total no?
1: Traffic and Weather Network, exactly.
0: So you'll hear him uh, throughout the day on uh, on your radio dial, and uh, well, I'm glad you're here.
1: I appreciate it, brother. We'll have some
0: fun, and uh, right. to your right, we have uh, one of our employees here, a good friend of mine as well. And that's uh, my man Nick David in the house. What's uh, up, Nick? Pleasure to be here, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to have you. And Nick has got like a little sports uh, in his blood as well. His grandfather, the great Jimmy the Hatchet David yes, from the Lions. 25. So, uh, sounds all good
1: to me. So, you got a Lion and a Michigan Panther in the same room? I do. Oh, and my, you're, uh, my other
0: bowling green, Pete's a bowling green uh, guy, by the way. Everything he does is bowling green. He has his helmets, he wears his clothes, uh, the whole nine yards. And, of course, Ethan Perlman. Not going to be here the entire show our producer, but we got him now because he had to come in and talk to his blood brother. I, I, I did,
2: yes. Isaac Azumba. Isaac Azumba. You got it, Ethan.
0: By the way, folks, if you got your kids and they're ready to go to, to college, uh, hey guys, what is the uh, ratio boys to girls at uh, Bowling Green? That's game?
1: not the best way to get their kids to go to college. I understand that. <laughs> what, what, what is the ratio, anyway? Well, if you're a guy, it's three to one girls to guys. <laughs> really? Yes. That's a fact? That's a mm-hmm. fact. I think Ethan can back me up on oh, that. Oh, I can. I'm yeah, going back to definitely. school. Definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun down there. Oh,
0: my God. Great <laughs> stuff. Hey, we got Michael Rothstein coming up here in a few minutes. He, of course, writes for the Detroit Lions with ESPN.com. Great stories there, or sad stories, any way you want to rail it. Uh, obviously, you know what happened yesterday. on Johnson, pretty much done for at least eight weeks. He goes on the uh, injured list with a knee. He's going to have knee surgery. That's two years in a row without Kerryon Johnson finishing up a season. And then they go out and they trade away the Pro Bowl alternate last year, Quandry Diggs, who is huge in that locker room. Loved. Loved by Lion fans. And uh, we're going to chat about that as well. I mean, I can't wrap my head around it. And of course, we'll have Rod Beard from the Detroit News coming up just after the bottom of the hour. It's Pistons opening night. They're in Indy tonight against the old ABA, Indiana Pacers. Love that old ABA. I had had to mention the ABA.
1: The red, white, and blue ball.
0: And then tomorrow they will be home uh, to open it up at Little Caesars for the Atlanta Hawks. So plenty to talk about. We lead off, of course, with the biggest story. It's the World Series. Game one last night from Houston. Of course, the Astros knocked off the Yankees in six to capture the American League pennant. And last night, the Nationals, uh, who were excellent and the hottest team in baseball, came in off almost a week rest, and they got out and they took Game 1 five to 5-4. Max Scherzer goes five tough, hard innings and gets the win over Garrett Cole, who hasn't lost since uh, this guy was in diapers. <laughs> left. What would you guys take on that game? Juan Soto is a man-child. Three for four, a home run, three RBIs. He's 20.
3: Yeah, he is an absolute beast. <laughs> I mean, between both teams, we were knew it was going to be a pitching battle back and forth, but... The Nationals, you know, coming through where they were from May to now, you know, with Bryce
0: Harper gone, it's just. And Bryce Harper just had his birthday the other day when the Nationals clinched the pennant. Pennant, and, and that. I mean, so many people are abusing Bryce Harper. Yeah, he went for the money. Yeah, the Phillies paid him a boatload, and they're a great team to go play for. And the Philly fans are terrific as long as you're playing good. Right. But you know, he made him. He made a move. Why hate on the guy so much? Why does everyone hate him just because it takes three hours to do his hair? Well, because he has such a,
3: he has, again, <laughs> that physical social media presence. I mean, he's a younger dude, so his voice is definitely heard more so, I feel like, you know, generationally than than most players. And, uh, you know, he's kind of uh, cocky. Yeah. Using I a don't nice mind word. him. You know, it was a I great game either.
0: last night. 2 nothing. Houston got out to the lead again. Yeah. And then they started chipping away the Nationals. They take a 5-2 lead. Then the Astros start chipping back. 5-4 in the eighth. The bases were loaded. They had a chance to really break it open and they got shut down by that Washington bullpen. Sean Doolittle came in and uh, put out the fire.
1: Good old fashioned playoff baseball last night, a World Series baseball last night. But uh, you know, AJ Sager, uh, the old pitching coach for the Toledo Mud Hens, his Frankenstein monster, uh, monster uh, Max Scherzer, yeah. once again.
0: Remind everyone about that. So yeah, you, you know, we, I don't we know we if a lot
1: of people remember about you know back in 2010 yeah. when Max Scherzer came over in that trade. Well, it was 2009.
0: It was a three team trade. It was a three team trade. Mm-hmm. trade. The yep. 2009 Yankees trade, Robbie. Diamond. Ray Banks?
1: went over to Arizona. No, it wasn't Robbie Ray yet. But Curtis, oh, Curtis Granderson. Curtis, was Curtis was the Granderson the right. Yankees.
0: That was the big one. And Ian Kennedy was another big name. Right.
1: Scherzer came over in that deal. He threw a yeah. lot of strikeouts, but he he also walked a lot of batters and he was not having a good season. And you if you remember, the Tigers actually sent him down to Toledo. I didn't I I didn't remember that. Yeah, back yeah. in twenty ten yeah. and A. J. Sager was the pitching coach for Toledo back then. And guess who turned around Max Scherzer? AJ Sager. That's a great story. So that's yeah, so I I consider uh, Max Scherzer the Frankenstein monster of, a- of pitching coach A.J. Sager because he's the one who rebirthed this kid.
0: And I'll tell you, yesterday they called Black Tuesday, and we already talked oh. about the Lions, and now uh, we talked about all these Tigers pitching for these two World Series teams. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's four of them. plus. Unreal. Donnie Kelly, baby, coaching first base for right. the Astros, and he might get a coaching job. By the way, I was going to say he might coach. He might get a manager's job. By the way, David Ross named the Cubs manager just about a half an hour ago, so he leaves ESPN, goes to the Cubbies. Remember, he won the World Series yep. mm-hmm. just three years ago. Oh, yeah. Six jobs remaining now in Major League Baseball. Who's going to get what? But tonight's game two, Justin Verlander against Steven Strasburg. What a what a mm. what a secondary uh, game.
3: Yeah, Verlander huh? 0-4 in the World Series in his career. From Strasburg's first first career start in the World Series, so we'll see uh, how that goes.
0: So that's it. That's it for baseball uh, as we roll on. It's NBA, NBA opening night. Last night was opening night. The Raptors, the world champs, they got their rings last night, and they beat the Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans, 130-122. to 122. And they got their NBA championship banner raised to the Rafters, and they got their rings. And so good things for the Raptors. Now, if you check the schedule on TV, on TNT and TBS and all the the ABC, the Pelicans are all over that schedule. And Mm -hmm. it's for Zion Williamson. Who's out for two months. So <laughs> you're going to see eights. the Pelicans
2: for no good reason. You're just well, going to see Hey, they, they still got Lonzo no ball. Yeah. ball. They do. They still got That's true. They do. I'm but, really
3: excited about New Orleans. Drew uh, Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo. I mean, they have a real core of I hope young
0: they do players. Well.
1: Doing the small lineup thing Doing over there. I like to see them stick it to
0: Anthony Davis because, you know, like, that crybaby went over to the other crybaby's house, and we'll <laughs> talk
1: about that game. <laughs> Clippers beat the Lakers. Yes!
0: 112-102. to 102. They wore these uniforms. Their new uniforms and it worked. They beat oh, them. Class, Le- you know, like LeBron James, claims. L.A. Bron James, eighteen points. He was minus eight in the plus-minus category. Kawhi Leonard, Clipper debut, thirty points, six rebounds, five assists for Kawhi. And big baby Anthony Davis. He had a pretty good game. Twenty-five points, ten rebounds, five assists. Danny Green had a Laker debut. I hated that he signed with that team. <laughs> I hated it. Laker record for but, a debut Yeah, well. 28.7 like, rebounds. That's the most in a Laker debut. Yeah. I mean, he, he outshined
2: Anthony Davis.
0: I know. That's and they sad. both outshined LeBron, which yes. is, makes me happy. So I like uh, seeing the Lakers go 0-1. Everyone's picking them to win. The West, they're the big big team. I hope they fall flat on their face. I hope the Clippers <laughs> oh. steal that arena away Tell us from how them. you
1: really feel, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah stand that guy.
0: He's so, what a baby. Don't, don't you hate the way the NBA become?
1: I think the NBA has become a little bit of a wine come, come baby. Come play on my team. Hey, too much secretly, let's, let's come over and play. There's too much talk and less ball.
0: And I know what happened with the Clippers. Kawhi Leonard told uh, Chris Paul, come on over. Not Chris I'm Paul. I'm sick of the
1: drama. Oh, Paul, Paul George. George, Paul George. Yeah. I got
0: Chris Paul and Paul Just George. the drama. I got it mixed up. They came over and played, but I don't have a problem with it's Kawhi like, It's like <laughs> the
1: NBA is combined with MTV. It's it's like an episode of Cribs. It's like what's going to happen now? Yeah. <laughs> these you know, these ten guys living together. You know, five on one side, five on the other. So, it is
3: 365 I, days a year with, you know, news and trades and well, you know, that's kind of cool. That's kind of I mean, cool. It is for them. I mean, I think because of the CBA and the way that the players have. A lot of control over their image and you know how they're going to be perceived through the league. Um, you know they have a voice for sure, more so I feel like than the NFL or they especially do. The and NBA. you know what,
0: the NFL would love to have that yes, voice. Yes, they would. But the NFL trade deadline all of a sudden is picking Oof. up. It's starting to bleed over into the NFL. We never saw NFL trades really at uh, midseason. It's a rare yeah. thing. But now it's not so rare, and I think the Lions got something cooking. I mean...
1: Oh, they got something cooking, all right? The Witch's Brew.
0: Well, I know, I know, Pete. I You're,
1: you're lions-free
0: and all that crap. Oh, yeah. Pete and I, back in the day here, Nick, not lions very free. back in the day, but it was, we were watching a game together, and it was the Calvin Johnson game. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it together, and he was laughing at me with, through my pain... The drop? Remember, the... The... The line, line judge
1: 191. Yeah, the line, was it 191? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think
0: it was 191. We had the picture. We were you know, putting it out on social media. <laughs> this son of a B was laughing at me. He, he loves the pain of the Lion fan, I this guy. He's he's today. He's a, it's not right.
1: Man, that trade yesterday made me laugh even harder.
0: So, no, no, they get rid of Quandre Diggs, and Kerryon Johnson goes on IR. So he's done. So that leaves two <laughs> spots open. And by leaving Diggs, getting rid of Diggs to Seattle where he joins Ziggy Ansah, by the way, he his does. old pal, yes, he does. that leaves some room. So, there are running backs out there, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon is one of those running I was backs. Just about do, you think, out. do you think maybe they're sniffing at
2: San Diego? No. I absolutely I would, hope, would really hope not. I want no. I, I I am for Melvin Gordon. Me too. I'm also for a name that I've been seeing that would surprise me. No, but at a different position, Ryan Kerrigan. Ryan Kerrigan. There have been talks of what linebackers the Lions should go after. Von Miller's name's in there. Yeah. Ryan Kerrigan. Well, we talked should. about
0: Von Miller yesterday with Dave Burkett mm-hmm. a couple of days ago, and he that's, said he's probably too high of a. Of a
1: you got to pay too. I get to up, to up The Lions first had a linebacker good. named Kyle Van Noy. They didn't like him. They got rid of him. Oh yeah, I remember. You know, I yeah. Patriots. We did get it's a totally
0: seventh fine. round pick for him, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we got a fifth round
0: pick for Quandary and Diggs. That's what I'm
3: saying. He's a
1: young man.
0: That's why I'm.
3: That's why I laugh.
1: Why, why shouldn't I laugh? I don't understand it. Darius well, Lee comes out with a tweet. You, just me, said, bull. Let yeah. me ask you a question. When when you trade a, a Pro Bowl alternate to a team that is obviously competing. And I think one of the favorites that, in the NFC. And you only and you, and you you only get a fifth round pick in return. Well, you also what gave, up, that a yeah, that gave up a seventh round pick. There's two things that that says to me, at least. One, it says, we're dumping. Are we dumping now in week six of the NFL, or week seven in the NFL? Apparently we are, because that's what it says to me. And two, what did this guy who everybody seems to love in the locker room do wrong? Absolutely. I was just thinking the same thing. Well, I mean, he's such a locker room guy. But they have they have other guys coming up, maybe, that they like. trade a popular player with talent, proven talent, for nothing, that's a giveaway trade, there's something wrong with him, there's something we don't know, mm-hmm. or there's something... Gotta like, be something inside, Something yeah. happened. Did he say the
2: wrong word to Mark? forward i mean seriously like what happened to all of a sudden bye bye i think i think the key in this is 20 million dollars they just freed up 20 million dollars and that may be you know what kind of is looking at so you can get a pro bowl starter i mean this could open the door for melvin gordon i'm just saying this uh, could open the door for maybe two players a few more players maybe a linebacker and a running back but the big thing that i'm against in this scenario is Quandre Diggs was one of your team's captains, mm-hmm. now who's going to step up and fill that? Well, that's what I'm saying. Uh, who that, else is That's, better? I mean, that's my big to concern. concern. Well, we'll talk to Michael
0: Rothstein in just a few minutes. It's one of the lead stories on ESPN.com. Mm-hmm. It when the Lions be. get on. You know, one of the big stories. Yeah, exactly. You know it's a big story. Yeah, it's never really, really a good thing for us. I uh, was no. going to say, it's never <laughs> a good thing when we are it's, it's never a lead story. Generally something thing. not very good. Hey, I want to tell you about our friends at Mr. Matt. Mr. Matt has been serving Metro Detroit's floor mat needs for over 50 years. Here's one for you, Pete. Oh, cool. Let your business slip and fall into savings with them before winter hits. They also offer logo mats, office and restroom cleaning, restroom supplies, window cleaning, and anything else your business can use. Call them at 800 344 zero zero nine five or email my friend Joe at Joe at mr matt Reynolds dot com that's Joe at M R M A T rental dot com so uh, thank you to them as always and uh, we continue with our Lions talk by the way I did cut out of the NBA before we talked about the Pistons we'll have Rod Beard at the bottom of the hour Pistons open up tonight in Indiana Blake Griffin Seco Dumbaye out for opening night. Blake Griffin's going to be out for a while, man. I, that one caught me by surprise.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's he he was, in my opinion, overtaxed this last year, and it was he because was. the Pistons needed him yep. to be that he was guy. In play, not
0: playing the playoffs, but yeah. they mm-hmm. kind of made him, hey, you
2: know, give us yeah. a few
0: minutes at least, and it looks like it's, it's hurt him.
2: I'm more or less disappointed in the Pistons not going out and getting depth at power forward, getting a stretch four. Absolutely yeah. agreed. Because right. now you're going to put that responsibility back on him. His body's already worn down. I was going to
1: say, which you already know, he has the reputation that that knee cannot take much more mm-hmm. of this. So I don't know what the Pistons are doing. We All right. handcuffed ourselves to him for yep. way too long.
0: We have. We go to the hotline here on NRM. The rap with Maz and Friends. i got Pete Spivak, Nick David. And, of course, Ethan Perlman here. We have Michael Rothstein joining us now. Thank you very much, Michael, from ESPN.com. Covers the lines. Been doing it for a long time. One of the lead stories today, Mike, uh, you guys got on the front page there with this trade for Quandre Diggs going to Seattle, man. What happened there? Uh, man, I, you
4: know, it's tough to say. I don't really know yet. am not talking about an hour And he's going to have some really interesting questions to answer, kind of akin to last year when they traded Golden City at the deadline. This comes a week before the deadline in the same time frame that they actually traded for Snap Thurston last year. But if you look at it, I think there's a couple things at play. First is the Lions are pretty deep at safety, and they drafted Will Harris in the third round out of Austin College in April. And Will Harris is a player they're really high on. But if you went back and looked at Sunday's game, and it's funny because I noticed this during the game, and I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was more Quandre Diggs coming back from the hamstring. Maybe it's aggravating him a little bit. During some base sets against the Vikings, Will Harris was playing in place of Quandre Diggs. Yeah. And when you see it now, in hindsight, you're like, okay, well, maybe there was something to that then. So they're clearly high on Will Harris. I think they really believe in him. Again, I don't totally understand the move, but when you sit there and you say, okay, maybe that's part of it. He hasn't been playing great this year. He's missed some tackles. He hasn't really broken up any passes, which was part of what he did so well a season ago. And you say, okay, I I can maybe kind of sort of understand it, but to me it's also different than the Golden State trade because, Golden Tate was in the final year of his deal. He's about to turn 30. Quarter Diggs is 26. Yeah. He's under contract in 2021. Why not hold him till the end of the year and try to offload him in the offseason for an asset if you think Will Harris is your starter in 2020? That, mean, that to me is one of the biggest questions. Is why now with this deal when it's not like you were is either now or never.
0: And he's a captain on this team and well liked. And you saw all the tweets coming out of Allen Park. Nobody on that team is happy. as does this hurt Matt Patricia and that staff? I know maybe they have something brewing. Maybe they're bringing a player or two in, a running back, a linebacker. I don't know. What's your take, Mike?
4: I mean, I think it could puts more pressure on the, both the front office and the coaching staff, without a doubt, because Golden Tate was well like last, yeah. well like when he got dealt last year too, and Golden Tate had much more of an important role than Quandre Diggs did, in my opinion, because you, you didn't have a replacement there for Golden Tate when you made that move. You had a replacement for Quandary Day. so That's why I think the two deals are different. Um, going back to what I was talking about before. But, yeah, it's not... It, they have to win. If they somehow lose on something to the Giants, there could be a big problem. No in kidding. Because you're losing three in a row, you trade away a guy that is really well-liked in the locker room, that really took over the Glover-Quinn mantle for being kind of the sensei mentor of the defensive back. And you deal them, and you deal them for a fifth round pick. It's not like they've got like a second for them, no. and it's like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. And we gave so, up a seventh. And you, yeah, well, yeah, they had to give up a seventh. You get a fifth back. Uh, I mean, you know, seventh round picks to seventh round picks, you know. But you, I, it's really tough to say. But I think that you're, you're putting a lot of pressure on this coaching staff to show that you can win and that you have a coherent plan. But if they you know, lose this week, or instead they win this week and then they lose at Oakland, and lose at Chicago. Yeah, like you, you're putting yourself potentially in danger of losing that locker room because you because of deals that were made, not necessarily anything you did as in coaching, and that's that's something to really pay attention to, I think, over the next couple of weeks.
0: Michael Rothstein, ESPN.com Lions reporter, uh, on the phone here with us. Pete, you got something?
4: Yeah, Mike, uh, Pete
1: Spivak here. How are you? I'm good, Pete. How are you? Good, doing well. I just had a question for you. Where does this leave Matt Patricia? I mean, I mean, you were talking about the locker room and him possibly, you know, or, or the, you know, possibly losing the locker room. Would this have been a decision he would have made? Would he have gone to Bobby Quinn and said, you know, hey, Bobby, it's just not working out with Quandre because it just seems like a giveaway trade? Yeah, you know, I
4: don't know really the answer that question. Uh, I think we'll know a little bit more here in an hour or an hour and a half. Uh, although, who knows how much Matt Patricia will really right. say or give say? much insight into that. Right. Because, I mean, if I if I were him, I wouldn't put, you know go and publicly blast my DM if I wasn't happy with the deal. But, yeah, I don't think you will know really how that works. Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn like to present a lockstep approach that they're really in concert with each other. They right. work together together on all of these deals. So I think they're going to try to present a similar front like that. But, again, I think we'll be able to tell at least somewhat from Matt Patricia's answers really kind of maybe how he feels about this deal and and see kind of what he says. Because you could tell last year when they traded Golden Tate that there was definitely some frustration there. I mean, yes, he blew up at me about my posture, but it was <laughs> never about the posture. You know, it, it was never, ever about that. It was about questions I'd asked prior and also about the Golden Cake deal. And so I think you, when you look at it and you say, okay, how does he answer those questions? What what are his answers like? And I think that'll tell you how he really feels about the deal. I, I, to me, based off the fact that they did play Will Harris a little bit more, that they did draft Will Harris, and that's right. a, a decision obviously made in concert with everybody, that And they kept so many safeties. They kept Tavon Wilson. You know, they have Miles Cove theoretically play safety, although he's more of a linebacker. And they have uh, have C.J. Moore, and they have other guys as well. I'm blanking out, obviously, opposite Tracy Walker. So... You look at that and you say, Okay, like they kept a good amount of safeties. So I think that they maybe envisioned this down the road. They envisioned Will Harris, I think, eventually replacing Quandra James. Maybe they just felt it could happen sooner than later. So this might be more of a lockstep move than, than maybe what I think the golden patio might have been.
0: And that's a Martin Mayu pick, so he is he the last of the Mayu uh, survivors? Mayhew.
4: No, that, that guy, Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah, there. I forgot about him. <laughs> Damn.
0: Bad one on I me. Mean. I mean, and, and <laughs> we really,
4: really want to go deep. I mean, there's still a, there's still a million survivor. I was about to
1: Steve say. John Muleback. Don Muleback.
4: But I mean, Matt, right. Matt, Prater, is, Matt Prater was thought a he was draft Bobby pick, Ross. but Matt Prater was a signing. Sam Martin was a signing with a <laughs> draft pick of Martin Mayhew as well. Um, so you've got a few that are still <laughs> hanging around as far as, like, Martin Mayhew guys. Darius Slay is a Martin Mayhew guy. So you have some, but the numbers are few and far between now of Mayhew players left right. in this organization, and obviously there's just the lone uh, Matt Millen player left in the organization, and that's Don
0: Now uh, Carry on, Johnson. That's a that's a big hit for the Lions. He's out again, another knee injury. It doesn't look like this guy is going to be able to stay healthy, or at least. That's my look at it now. How, what kind of guy is Ty Johnson? I mean, he looks like a pretty darn good back, but what do, what do you expect out of him?
4: If he's a guy who can, who maybe offers a little bit more versatility than carry-on does. Just in that. He can, he's big enough to run between the tackles. He's fast enough to get to the outside. And that's key. And that's big. And I think they'll balance him with JD McKissick as more of a receiving back. Uh, I think they're going to make a move for a running back. They've Really got? Th- they've only got three on the roster right now because they've got Trock Tra- Carson as well. Whether that's bringing back Zach? Zander, no, not Zach. Zimmer. No. Whether, whether they sign Paul Perkins from the practice spot, or they make a deal for Kenyon yeah. Drake or Melvin Gordon or someone a bigger name like that, or even a smaller name when it comes to a running back, they're going to probably add a running back. Yeah. I can't imagine them going with three.
0: Does C.J. So, Anderson have a place I mean, they right might now?
4: Go with three on game day, but not on their roster. I would imagine they'll add a fourth. They have two open roster spots at the moment. But, yeah, Ty Johnson's a good player. I, I think that he will benefit from more carries. Pass protection could be a problem. Pass catching is not his forte, though he's better than he was at Maryland, which he didn't really do it at Maryland. I think he's a good player, and moreover, he's a personality that people are really going to like. I was talking about this last night uh, when I recorded my podcast, uh, which I was dropping about an hour, and that he's a guy pl- that fans will really embrace if he plays well because he's got this really interesting personality he loves the bachelor and, and yeah. other reality tv shows and, and he's really he one thing that really struck me about him was that a lot of times during open locker room during training camp i saw him reading a, a book during training camp, So i asked him what it was it was a Bible and, so he's very, very religious as well, and, and, and really takes that seriously. A lot of players do, but, but I caught it out of the corner of my eye when no one else was looking, so I think it's, yeah. it's pretty important to him. But he's just an interesting dude. Like He's got this style to him, this, this swagger to him that I think people will really like once they maybe get to know him a little bit more. They haven't had to really yet because Terry Johnson has been so dynamic and, and was used so often.
3: Hey, Michael Nick David here. Uh, just a question for you: uh, Bob Quinn on the off season, uh, you know, brought in uh, you know Trey Flowers, Dan Andola, made moves in which you know we really don't see as Lions fans really ever. Um, basically, the team that we have right now. Uh, do you see um, Matt Patricia getting fired after the season? If with what we have, you know, built and the talent that we have, if you know we go under 500 this year, is, is he done?
4: man I, I don't know That's that's tough because here's the thing do you just rebuild again right like because you're you're building this team right now in the mold of bob quinn and matt patricia like they, they're building it very specifically like uh, now listen if they lose out right like say they lose out so they go to 14 and oh, is oh, no what they would be right <laughs> but no but say that if that happens and that, that's not gonna happen they're playing washington <laughs> they're playing tampa they're playing the giants like they're going to win some games, and I I believe that this is a decent, at least a decent roster and a decent team. Uh, you know, then maybe you're having that conversation. But if you're eight and, or eight seven and one, seven eight and one, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's back. You can point to progress. I think you can point to some of the injuries that they've had, and uh, you're building something here. But if you're the if you're the Fords, I mean, you've gone through so many changes. That unless you really believe that this is not it, like there's no chance of it working out, I think you have to give him a third year, because also then at that point you can, if it doesn't work, say in 2020, then you can blow it all up and go and get rid of everybody, and if if, including Matthew Stafford, if you're new GM and head coach, and or head coach wanted to get rid of Matthew Stafford because it would be much, much less of a hit on your salary cap and your bottom line. If you were to do that after next season. So I think for reasons both financial and just realistic with team building, I think you, unless it, the bottom completely falls out, and I don't anticipate that happening, uh, I, I think that they're back next year. And frankly, they probably should be because two years is tough when you're completely reshaping and remaking a roster. It's not like you're going from a success, uh, successful program, a successful coach to another one or. You're going from a style that was just tweaks. I mean, they completely revamped the defense. They basically went from a four, a strict 4-3 to a 3-4 multiple with a lot of sub-packages. Offensively, you're in the first year of a new coordinator. And by the way, your quarterback's playing super well. So, you know, do you then get rid of Darryl Bevel after a year? And, and if you get rid of Matt Patricia, and then you're forcing Stafford to learn yet another new offense? Or do you force the the new head coach to then take on an offensive coordinator. And we've all seen how that's going. Right. And, and that that hasn't been pretty. I mean, we saw that last year with Steve Pooter And There's just so much there that I think, barring something cataclysmic happening, I can't see them making a move at this point. But, listen, there's also a lot of season to go. I, I still think this team could be a decent to good team, kind they of are. living in the middle of the pack in the NFL. And As always. I, that's not the that's just I mean,
0: what they've been for so long. Yep. So, I appreciate it, Mike. Hey, I know you got somewhere to go. I appreciate it. We could read Mike, of course, on ESPN.com. He's also got his podcast. Mike, we'll talk to you another time. Thanks, man.
4: Hey, no problem. Thank you, guys. All Thanks, right. Mike. Thanks, Mike.
0: Michael Rothstein here on The Wrap with Maz and my friends today. Pete Spivek, Nick David. Steven's in the house now. He took over for Ethan Perlman, who had to go and uh, do a speaking engagement today. So... uh we thank Michael for his time. Carry on, Johnson out. Now, Ty Johnson's in. You heard him. they got to have two spots right now on the roster. They could bring people up for the practice squad. He could also make some trades, and I think they are going to. October 29th is coming up. Got another just under a week before the NFL trade deadline is over. A couple other deals uh, earlier. How about Mohamed Sanu going from uh, Atlanta to the New England Patriots for a yep. second-round pick? So they win on Monday night. They embarrassed the Jets. And uh, poor Sam Donald Seeing ghosts Did you, If anyone doesn't know What I'm talking <laughs> oh, about boy. They had the live mic on him And oh, he was boy. like Oh man I, I've seen ghosts I'm seeing So people are like Laughing at the poor guy Laughing at the Jets I heard Brett Favre today And Brett Favre was Sticking up for the kid he's like Everyone Sees ghosts What he means by that He sees an extra linebacker Come in He sees a dime safety He sees a nickel guy Coming in And that's all it means We all see ghosts This kid is going to be good So I was happy That he kind of Stuck up for him But the rich get richer. Patriots get Muhammad Sanu. Yeah. And, you know, solid. they needed him. They needed him. Absolutely. They, but that's they needed a solid solid back. receiver yeah. for
1: them. What he's done for Atlanta has been absolutely great. I mean, he's really made Julio Jones Julio Jones because he is a threat on the field, is yep. a very good possession receiver, and this is exactly the receiver for New England's systems. And Calvin Perfect.
0: Ridley kind of replaced him as the number two in Atlanta, yep. and Atlanta, I don't know what the hell they're doing anymore anyway. I mean, they're on the ropes now, too.
1: They absolutely are. And I, I lived in
3: Atlanta for seven years, and that head coach has got to go. Damn All Quain, my friends him to the Super Bowl up.
0: just a couple years and ago, lost
3: 28 to 3 though. I mean, we're going to blame that probably on Kyle Shanahan, but yeah. Muhammad Sanu was actually sought after by the Patriots pre-draft last year. Couldn't get a deal done. I think that is an absolutely incredible signing for Tom Brady. Gives him length. Ugh. Gives him a slot length well, over the middle. Look how Josh excited he was when they hurt. got
0: Antonio Brown. If the if the idiot stayed uh, stayed smart, and yeah. didn't do all the crap that he's done. Well, mike he he'd, he'd be probably breaking records this year. Sure who's
1: Mohamed Sanu there to uh, to uh, mentor because he made A.J. Green and he made Julio mm-hmm. Jones. Maybe so he'll make he going? maybe
0: he'll make Josh Gordon.
1: that's well, or the young or Neil the young Harry, kid, yeah, Nikhil yeah, Harris. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why I think he's. Yeah. He's there to mentor. And so he's going to be. The hasn't next played it down receiver.
3: yet in the NFL, but we'll see. Correct. has got a lot of talent.
1: Muhammad Sanu has has the reputation behind him. Sure he, does. he helps create receivers. Sure and, does. And we're talking about mentoring young receivers. We talked about Nikhil Harry. Uh, they also have Jacoby Myers, who's only 22 years yeah. old. Yeah, he's so another guy. He's the, good he's one
0: the too. NC State burner, right? Yep. Yes, he gets, I think I think so, My yeah. buddy
1: Mike always all
0: over him. He's been yeah. talking. Yeah. Like he's been talking Michael. to him before the draft. He's telling uh, him this guy is going to be a steal. This guy is going to do this. Hey, maybe he's right. Had a season high five catches against the Jets on Monday night. Not bad, huh? Yeah. Not bad at all. So uh, yesterday, of course, we we mentioned it. It was Black Tuesday. Ugh. We already mentioned all the bad things that happened in Detroit. And you could add Josh Langford out indefinitely at Michigan State. Ugh. The senior, he had a bad injury last year. It's, you know, he's not getting better. Michigan State yesterday, the preseason number one. Yeah. And then they get this bad news. And this kid is the leader. Of that team, everyone looks up to him. So Tom Izzo's got to go back to work and Cassius time for
1: Winston up. to step up. Yeah. Cash is exactly. Winston coming off a hamstring injury. Will that linger so? throughout the year?
3: Uh, I hope not. I mean, and they have that they tough schedule as American. always. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. We'll see how the Big Ten does this year. Big Ten know, should be fine. It should be fine. It's and Jawan right Howard now yeah. at Michigan. Oh, love and
0: that. I think it's going to be love that. Well, who else could you have put in? I mean, you lose John Beeline. It, it's not like you can go out and, and you know and grab uh, Mike Krzyzewski and bring him to your bench. You got to go out and reinvent yourself. It's better than retreads and all of that. They went out and give Jawan Howard the keys to, to Chrysler, and
1: he's going to go out and he's on the verge of signing a hell of a class. And while well, he's on the verge, but he's also got to deal with the problems of this year. And his star Franz Wagner is yeah. out. Uh, you know, he's out. He's going to be out for about a month. Yeah, and that's a pretty serious injury. So I mean, how's this kid going to react when he comes into uh, December Bowl well, as a freshman, pure freshman, so see how that ends up. He's going to have to coach him. I think Juwan Howard is the right person for that job, though, well, to I be
3: able you. to coach we'll like, him. You like that hire? I absolutely do. As, as affiliated as he's stayed with the university, more so than any of the Fab Five, um, I think that he deserves a job. I think that he, you know he's young enough. He has a name. Loves the university. I no think That's doubt. the biggest thing. Is his I love that he for that he, the university. He, you saw his yeah. passion at the press Absolutely. conference. I Absolutely mean, crying. He couldn't handle yeah, himself. You know?
1: I,
0: I, man.
3: I
1: love it.
0: I'm looking forward to, to seeing what he can do. You know, I want, I want to see Michigan do well. I want to see the Michigan State rivalry. Let continue. Let me just
1: add. I think he's going to be uh, captain, coach, one and done. I think he's going to want all the one and dones Just come on over, let's play, let's have some fun. You he's think literally new John that's it huh? I think he is literally just going to be like, let's let's ha- let's play some ball. Yeah, he's going to play some street ball, and these kids are going to love it. Well, oh, if anybody man. knows, yeah. you know that You're one gonna and done. He's going to be it, captain one and done. Yeah. Just bring them all. He's going to be, like, come on over, let's yeah. just play some I mean, ball. Him and his boys really started yeah. that whole, you know, trip. He's They play played more than one ago. year, but yeah. they were a hell of a what a band, brothers. Those guys were. My were they?
0: That's when I first moved to Michigan in '93, and I you know I couldn't get enough of that team. Yeah. That Fab Five, He's going to be
1: captain one and done. Bring was, them all
0: in. It was awesome. So, uh, we talk a little bit about that. And so, Seiko, we'll go back to the Pistons. They open up the regular season tonight at Indiana. At Indiana, Blake Griffin out to November. Yeah. I mean, you can't get a worse uh, start. You really can't. The number one pick from France, uh, Seiko Dumbaye, also out. He's in concussion protocol. He could come back a lot quicker. But Blake Griffin, man, he is uh, the face of the franchise. And... You're not going to see them for a while. And tomorrow they open up at home. And I, as far as I know, I thought they were still going for the buy one, get one free for your home opener. Which means, you know, there's not a lot of Detroiters that have bought into this team yet.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, we'll, it's a different NBA today. What we've done constructing our lineup the way we have is basically ancient. There's no more, you know, two big guys you're that you know, Andre running. Drummond guy. No, I'm not. not. But the guy yeah, is I'm not. the Thank guy you.
0: is very good. Maybe uh, maybe fine. he clogs the middle I'm for you. With Still Nick the best here. rebounder yeah. in, in in basketball. That's totally fine, signing but you need a sundial to
3: clock him with his speed. Yeah. I mean he it's just a different NBA. We are Derek Rose cannot be our best player on the court. That just can't be. I mean you know, we were talking about Zion earlier, somebody who's so explosive as he is it makes me worried about zion the way that him and derrick rose you know explode in their knees and that could happen in a heartbeat with rose and then you know where are we i mean the 100%. fact that we made the playoff last year to what be out of the lottery and then get swept yeah i just i just would rather honestly mediocrity has been so accepted in detroit over the last my entire life basically that i'm just i would rather blow up the team be done with it Already? You haven't even seen I, him play yet. I, I'm, We're I'm, trying to make I'm the playoffs you, Tom, for the second year. I'm telling you, Tom.
0: In a row, man. Since the uh, first
3: since time 07, it happened since 08. 7 9 I know. I get it. But... It just the way that we're constructed, I just really don't see a positive end game for us.
0: What do you think, Pete?
1: Well, I, I think that if Mr. Zero would play 100% Mr. of zero. all 82 games that he's assigned to play, I think that Mr. Zero would be a great NBA player, but he's Mr. Zero. He, he he shows up either with zero effort or 100% effort. There's no, like, oh, I'm feeling 85% today, but I tell you what, I'm just going to give it that, you know, uh, uh, Michael Jordan, I have the flu, I'm just going to sweat my head off effort. Mm-hmm. That's another part of the NBA which is gone. You can't assemble teams that we grew up with in today's NBA. It's all Hollywood. It's all about, look at me. How much playing time can I have? And it's really driving me crazy that these uh, subpar players are really kind of babied. And I think that Andre Drummond has all the talent in the world if he would actually put it together for a full 82. I totally agree. And with that big body, I
3: mean, nobody's expecting him to play all 82 games. I mean, if Joel Embiid plays 65 games, that's a win for the Sixers. No, no, I hear you. So, I mean, that's totally fine, but Talk about the effort. effort. Yes. That's everything right there. That's absolutely the everything. The blood, Rod,
0: sweat, and the tears. Rod Beard from the Detroit News is going to join us. He just texted me. He's like, I'm in the dungeon at uh, at the stadium, <laughs> Banker's Life. It's shoot-around time. Yep, yeah, he's trying to find a, a signal uh, for us to, to find him. So we'll keep trying to get Rod Beard. I'm sure he just had the shoot-around just a few minutes ago. So we'll know yep. what the heck's going on with uh, Don Casey's
1: uh, well, Detroit Pistons. And we hope that Derrick Rose, if Derek they're Derrick Rose. Rely on them, Derek Ruse, we hope that he's going to stay healthy. Yes. I mean, you're gonna, you're now gonna rely on this guy Reggie Jackson starting the season injured. You're gonna rely on Derrick Rose now. He's got to stay. You are relying on Derrick Rose to stay healthy. That's an oxymoron. It honestly
3: is. Two years, fifteen million dollars doesn't cripple us by any means, but it's just sending a statement to not only the team but our fans that like, well, what. A- I don't even think they really know what they're doing. So we have <laughs> what Tony Snell and Markeith Morris. Like, what what roster don't are we even really trying to build here? I just really don't. I don't really see. Again, well, you have to feel a, a the good, team. A, you, know, you have
0: to feel the team. I understand that, <laughs> but with
3: you know, with the amount of money that we could have, you know, got I mean, listen. If nobody we came. didn't nobody nobody signed. No,
1: it's a, same. Right. What
0: happened with the Knicks? Look at the Knicks. They put all their eggs in one basket and. They crapped out. They didn't get Kevin Durant. They didn't get Kyrie Irving.
3: I
1: am concerned for the Pistons this year. But the Knicks had a
3: chance. concerned. Kevin Durant, players like that aren't coming to Detroit.
0: Hey, let me read you the Eastern Conference power rankings. uh, Just let out this week, of course, on Sports Illustrated, their NBA edition. I always love still reading Sports Illustrated. I'm one of those guys. Matter of fact, my subscription is good till let's see, May of 21. (laughs) Old school time. They just got sold to this new company. I hope they even stay alive. It's it's still one of my favorite magazines. Who doesn't love Sports Illustrated?
1: I guarantee you the swimsuit issue will be around a lot longer than the regular issue. I hope you're wrong. (laughs) I do like the swimsuit issue, and I like getting it in February. They even changed the date that, on that. They screwed up. Bring
0: it back in February when it's ice cold out. And put Kate Upton back on the air uh, cover. Warm up cover. your winter. Just don't put Justin Verlo in it next to her, please. I still can't oh. get that picture out of my head. Uh, so here, you, Justin? here's your Eastern Conference uh, the way SI sees it. They have the Bucks at number 1. Any disagreement with that? Not even a little no. bit. I free? think they're only
3: going up. He's going to win MVP again. Oh You yeah. think so? Huh? Absolutely.
0: Who do you think can challenge him? Nobody
3: can challenge you think him Anthony else. Davis can challenge Anthony him? Davis? Jokic, I think is going to have an incredible yes, year for Denver. They're kidding. going to take the number one seed in the West. Won. You think yeah, someone he
1: stay healthy enough to yeah. challenge him? I think, think Denver's, Denver's coming out on number
3: one in the West, and I think uh, bold prediction: Golden State is not making the playoffs this year. That's are you a nuts? real. They are not making the
1: playoffs this year. Man. They they, they have are going to be miss- zero yeah. ability to play defense. I thought I just a scent of defense. whiskey in the studio. I wasn't quite sure. Yes,
0: they are going to be missing Clay Thompson, which he's not going to be coming Could be done for the year. Yeah, he could
1: be already done said yesterday good? there's a
3: very slim chance that he'd come back.
0: Oh, that sucks. So the Sixers come in at number two, and the Sixers are an enigma. You know, they had uh, Jimmy Butler, they let him walk, and they had a couple other players. And mm. what do you think of the Sixers? Besides uh, their great uniforms, I think they're I love their
3: uniforms. fantastic. I think Al Horford, you know, if you have Al Horford as your number six coming off the bench, they're yeah, in pretty a good. really, really good position. I drafted him on my
0: team, by the way, my fantasy team. Smart move. That's a him. good move. late,
3: late pick too. The East is uh, completely wide open. I mean, the West is just so much more competitive. It's like you know, NFC, AFC. I mean, the East is basically Boston, you know, Philly. Maybe my you know Miami might make a little push, but I don't really see much coming out of the East. Well,
0: they got number three, and they got the Boston Celtics, yep. and they have Kemba Walker now. So they sure that's, do. Yeah. That was a. I didn't want to see the Celtics. Well, they it. rescued Kemba Walker. They did. Well, he left uh, Charlotte. Well, my right, there. The
1: rescued is the keyword in that. So
0: the Boston
3: Celtics, you think anything of them? I do. I think Jason Tatum is going to have an outstanding year. They just signed bounce back. Uh, yes, absolutely. I mean. He's young enough, and his athletic ability is just. Gordon has Hayward, I'm a no, fan of his. Absolutely, I Gordon hope he Hayward. stays
0: healthy, and if he does, yeah, he's trouble too.
3: He sure is. And Jalen Brown, they just resigned. I think yeah. he's going to be have a wonderful They're young enough to really kind of reestablish themselves. But I think losing Al Horford and that, you know, that seniority, that vet glue
1: presence in the uh, locker room, you know, might be substituted with Kemba, but. We'll see. You know, it takes a big step up this year. The Pistons we'll see tonight is Victor Oladipo. Absolutely, Heck yeah, and they really. come he's in at
0: number four. He's
3: matter of go- fact, the really? Pacers at yeah. number four. He's not going to be
1: playing until December. He's going to be an All Star. He's going to. He's he's going to. He, well, yeah, he's not he's playing, not until playing until December. December but he is but he's incredible gonna, though. Yeah, I was going to say, but when he's healthy, my whole point is he's going to lead this team. Oh, and I and totally he agree. He is definitely going to drive this team right to the playoffs. I Malcolm Brogdon agree. is their
0: number one player right now, and I got. I wanted to pick him yesterday, someone grabbed him one spot. former, ahead
1: of uh, former uh, Buck. Yep. yep. Yeah. So Depot, kind of... Yeah, Old
0: Depot.
3: Yeah, Old Depot's averaging eighteen point eight last year, uh before he got injured. I, I spent my birthday last January in New York my first time and uh bucket list was to go see a game at the garden. Oh and I went and saw uh Indiana play New York and Old Depot tore them up. Yeah. Again it was the Knicks. How'd you like M S G oh man, what a
0: the only stadium that you have to go
3: up yeah, upstairs up to, get in, to go right. get. to get out of a concert on top and of a building. F
1: in place would be an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Are you kidding me? I saw a few Rangers games back in my day. Yeah, the, it was uh, super great.
3: But Old Depot is hell you know a hell of a player. But if he can come back, I mean a ruptured quad tendon that yeah. just sounds horrifying. Which, which, which means
1: he's going to be throwing a lot of passes, Miles Turner yeah. away. So he might lead the league in assists in the second half. And let me interrupt. He he Cole, Give him, uh,
0: Rod Beard a call. He said he found a signal. So get Rod Beard on from. Uh, Indiana, Number five, the Brooklyn Nets. And, of course, they make Uh, the big splash. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Of course, Kevin Durant's not going to play this year, most likely. And then uh, this guy breaks his nose in, like, a pickup game. (laughs) Uh, 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 What the hell, man? Kyrie Irving goes and breaks his nose a few weeks ago, so he's got the... The, the mask on. He's got the... Uh, who's our guy? My, my favorite pistol? He's got the Rip Hamilton
3: mask The on. earth was just so flat, he couldn't
5: <laughs> see
0: <laughs> over... You went to Duke. Oh, man. For Christ's man. sake. So the Nets, I can't stand him. The Nets I hope haven't they been, lose. The Nets haven't been relevant ethically. for most of my life. And just a quick little sidebar story. I was always a fan of the, of the Nets and a little fan of the ABA. And, of course, Dr. J was my guy <laughs> as a kid. So when the ABA lost the four te- you know, put the four teams into the NBA, they... Took them in. You remember the four teams, by the way, the NBA taking the four teams from the ABA. time. Indiana's one. Denver, Nuggets. Philly. No, No, they were already in. Nuggets. Spurs. I don't know where the fourth would be. And there's one more. The Nets. Okay. Those are the four teams that came over from the ABA, Uh and to the it was 1976. And Dr. Nets, J, right. yeah. Dr. J was going to play against the Lakers. It was going to be, you know, Dr. J against the Lakers, national TV. And I woke up that Friday morning, and the back of the Detroit News said—not the Detroit News, the New York Daily News at the time I was in, in Jersey—and it said, Dr. J sold to Sixers for $1 million. Roy Bowe was the owner of the Nets, and he had gotten into some financial difficulties. Man. He traded Dr. J for a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, One but today, today that's, probably 70s, like,
3: that's probably like $50 million today. That was a lot of cocaine saying, back in the day. Yeah, sure
0: was. Was. <laughs> So what happened? They took them off TV. They they preempted the game. They didn't even put the game on. So they were off national TV. So now, the, you know, the Nets get these two guys, and, well, maybe they're back on the uh, on the upswing. Maybe the Nets are back
1: on the upswing. You know, you never know over there in Brooklyn. But it's too bad they're not in New Jersey anymore. Number six
0: comes in the Toronto Raptors, the world champion last year, coming at number six yeah. on the, in the Eastern Conference. Number seven, Miami Heat, and they have uh, Jimmy Butler now.
3: And Goran Dragic is a, oh, a yeah. shell of himself. Uh, the bottom of the East is absolutely trash. I was, thank you. Yeah, I mean it's just uh, you know we're and speaking we're right of the in bottom. Mix of trash, speaking by of the, the
0: bottom, they don't have us at number eight. No, they, they have shouldn't. The Chicago Bulls at number eight, and uh, which they should. They're going to have a good year. You like them? I do. Otto Porter, I do. Yeah.
3: I think. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, rookie from Zach uh, Levine. Zach Levine's going to be fantastic off injury, but the uh, rookie from North Carolina, uh, White uh i think has potential for rookie of the year if he can actually play wow and get some minutes
0: their best player here they have as thomas Sadoransky. yeah is that the is that the guy Sadoransky and their power forward um Anin, i
1: believe and uh, yeah he Laurie is Markunin. a beast the, the the bulls know how to build teams they sure do they really know how to build teams when you get rid of a guy like jimmy butler and you just reload as quickly as they did and they're really young. I give they're them so really much. Young. Exactly, yeah. I give them so much credit. The Bulls organization is class.
0: Number nine, they have the Orlando Magic. So we haven't even hit the top nine yet in the Eastern Conference. So uh, we'll see what. When, there we are, number ten, the Detroit Pistons, and their projected lineup as they write it here: Reggie Jackson, Bruce Brown, Tony Snell, Blake, of course, but out two months, Andre, Derek Rose, and Luke Kennard. Kick and shoot. Yeah,
3: we resigned. Yeah, he got an extension through twenty twenty one. So um, they have
0: us at number ten, so out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, great. So uh, let me
3: ask you then: So where do we trade Blake Griffin? Yeah, who nobody's going to take that contract. Or, oh no, I hear yeah, you, but he I, should be—he
1: should, be sh- should be traded. I, I <laughs> if way, be absolutely, should be traded. I—if you're going to be ten and out of the playoffs, then
0: well, let's see how they play. Tonight is opening night in Indy, and then tomorrow they open up at home against the Hawks. We still haven't found uh, Rod Beard. I guess Rod Beard fell out of uh, out of the stuff again. So let's keep trying him anyway. And uh, coming up at number eleven. The Atlanta Hawks, who we see tomorrow night. Trey Young, supposedly their big guy. The Wizards, Bradley Beal, resized with the Wizards for for a ton of money. A ton of money. Because he
3: wants to be the man. Yeah. Well, I mean, John Wall's contract is legitimately the most egregious contract ever in the history of the NBA. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's owed $42 million, I believe, this year, and he will not see the floor. Wow. It's just so painful. I mean, it really is. But Bradley Beal, I thought, I thought absolutely that they were going to deal it's him. It's his show now. Yeah, I mean, he's the he's, Miguel he wants Cabrera, be, by the way. Yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. the NBA. He, he really is. It's uh, it's, it's a shame. his show in Washington but now. He's a, a really really great player, but they have really not much around him. Um, that'd be tough to be a Wizards That fan will today.
1: change as the season progresses. When they're 500, come January, end of January, they will make moves. I'm Best of luck, Charlotte yeah. Hornets. <laughs> okay. Michael
0: Jordan's Charlotte Hornets coming in at number thirteen. bunch of no names there. They do have Nicholas Batum, I guess he's all right. And there's my New York Knicks coming in at number fourteen. At least I got some. Uh, I like the, the rookies. I like RJ Barrett. I yeah, I, do. I think I like he's going to
3: be a wonderful player. He was averaging sixteen and seven, I think, in the uh, preseason and. Um, I feel like he's got a good head on his shoulders. I don't think there's a lot of you know injury potential there. I think he's going to be a long-time long time player.
0: Cavaliers are limping in at number 15. Of course, they were left for dead a couple of years ago by a law, <laughs> Bron James. So they come in 15th and dead last in the East, according to Sports Illustrated. So yep. uh, let's talk about the West now. Who do you think the number 1 team in the West is? I don't know who Nuggets. you thought it was.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I sort of kind of agree with uh, Nick over there, but I think that the uh, L.A. Lakers will definitely be there. Well, the they, picked, yep.
0: they picked this, the the Nuggets. Jamal Murray and the Nuggets. Number one, Gary Harris over there. Denver, number one for Sports Illustrated right now. Also like Utah a lot. I think bringing Mike Connolly
3: in is going to be huge. Rudy Gobert is going to replay himself as the Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I mean, the West, again, is just so much stronger than oh, the I East. Know. It's going to be a battle. Who do you think
0: SI has as number two? Utah. Clippers. Ew. They've got the Clippers. Ew. <laughs> They've got the no, Clippers. No, they're,
3: they're so strong. Last night... Clippers bench outscored the Lakers sixty to nineteen. I mean that's that is huge. that's enormous. Every single person huge. on the bench you to
0: you know, contributed. See this picture here that they have. Yes. See that LA? Yeah. Does that remind you of anything?
1: Yeah, it does. does it a little express of? action. Yes, going the LA over there. Express of oh, yeah, the USFL. I, I knew where you are going with that. Nice job. It's like the Carolina Panthers stealing the Michigan Panthers symbol too. Yes, close Even to that. By yeah. the way, Pete's... Yeah, I don't think we can't. We are not keeping track. <laughs> Pete's dad
0: was the original. Commissioner of the great USFL. When it first started, he was the announcer. If you ever see any USFL footage, you'll see the judge, Peter. My dad introduced the league
1: at the New York Athletic Club when it was introduced (laughs) to the world back in May of 1982. And then he was the first technically the first commissioner. It was an interim job. Right. They gave it
0: to Chet Simmons, right, Chet who Simmons. ran ESPN at the time. Right.
1: They gave it the, the gig to him. Exactly. But. So my but dad actually cool. ran the league uh, pri- prior to Chet Simmons. He, did the, he basically was the commissioner of the organizational phase of the league. That's amazing. Still That's cool. where you get that good voice from. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Love the USFL. I, I can't wear my dad's three-piece suits, though.
0: He has a Michigan Panthers championship ring.
1: My dad's championship, yes. not mine. My well, dad's championship.
0: Your dad's. That's, yes. that's an honor. That Number is. four, they have—Lakers you, you, your haven't hit yet. Number four, they have the Rockets. That is a chemistry project. I don't the think Rockets. so. Uh, if they're going
3: to shoot the ball 90, 95 times a game, they can split. You know, they can shoot. As much as they want, basically, between Russell Westbrook and, and, and Harden. I think Capella, they're a really, 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 really strong team. If they can stay healthy, I mean, like about I think like three games ago, Russell Westbrook got slammed on the hand real quick. I mean, it's just one instant like that. It could, you know, shift their entire season. But I think if they can stay, you know, together, I think they're going to be really, really good. I have one this be downfall fun to watch. for yeah.
1: Houston is that they're going to be easy to guard because all you have to do is guard the perimeter cuz the download One-trick players status, are, yeah. yeah, because the download players <laughs> are not going to be as effective so just watch out don't be so don't be so don't if you're if you're a betting person out there don't be putting your money on Houston just so easily right away just watch out for what defenses they face
0: coming in at number five the L.A. Lakers and you know they put this team together LeBron James is the owner the general manager the captain he does it all I guess Rajon Rondo Danny Green LeBron James Anthony Davis Dwight Howard Kyle Kuzma who I like and KCP Kentavious. Caldwell Pope uh, still know. over there, and they got other stuff too. They got Dwight Howard for crying out loud. Yeah, eight years there. ago that team would have been insane. <laughs> I really hope that they fall on their face. By the way, we go quickly to Indianapolis. We finally got him. Rod Beard finally paid for his cell phone bill. <laughs> Detroit News is on, and the Pistons beat rider, Rod Beard. Thanks, Rod. I know you have a hard time getting a signal. How are you, man? Rod, you there?
5: It's not easy to get a signal.
0: You're not kidding, man. I appreciate it. Hey, how'd the shoot-around go, and what should we look for for tonight?
5: Well, they're still finishing up, but I think we're going to get the update on what's happened with Blake Griffin being out and how how they're going to scramble and fix the roster from that.
0: What were we, uh, we were talking about it before you got on. We were going over the East and versus the West. Obviously, the East is a lot weaker. Sports Illustrated came out with their issue. They don't even have the Pistons making the playoffs. What's your take on that?
5: Vegas always knows and seems like the, the national publications know about injuries or the win totals right. or anything like that. I think with they can make it, but now it's going to be increasingly difficult with Griffin out at least for eight to ten games, we'll call it. And they're just going to have to gel and play a little bit differently, whether that means Luke Kennard steps into the starting lineup or they keep Bruce Brown. It's going to be more incumbent on that bench group now to maybe come in with a small lead and increase that lead or come in with a deficit and try to get the lead back. They're, they're really going to have to do some work with that second group now, which they're better able to handle with the veterans that they were able to pick up in the offseason.
0: Rod Beard, our guest today from Indianapolis, is the Pacers and the Pistons tonight. Rod, of course, the Detroit News beat writer for the Pistons. Pete and. Uh, and, uh, hey, Rod, Pete,
1: uh, Pete Spivek here. Hope you're doing well down there in Indiana. Got a question for you. How does the um, NBA concussion protocol differ from all the other concussion protocols for like the NFL, NHL, and other, other leagues like that with uh, Seiko Dumbaye uh, being down?
5: Yeah, that was a question that we had yesterday, and it, it's not very clear because we haven't seen very many concussions. I think Drummond had one last year. I think it's, it's very similar because they want to keep it across all of the sports platforms about what it is. Obviously, the NFL, I think, is going to be a little bit different. But for the NBA, I, I don't think they wanted him to, to fly and to travel, which is consistent across most um, concussion protocols that you're going to see. Is um, It's not just stick a guy in a closet and, and hope that he gets cleared up up i think they're a lot more careful with that now so him not traveling to indiana i think is, is another of those precautions that's there but i'll try to get some more clarity on that uh and, and what exactly it means but I, I think he if it happened on saturday it may be a few day thing it could be a little bit more and he's not a guy that was going to play significantly anyway so it's not as big a deal they'll give him as long as he needs to feel like he's 100 gotcha
0: what should we expect out of derrick rose this year
5: I think good things. I think he showed in the preseason that he still has that burst that was his signature, and he moves around um, almost like a, one of those water bugs, and they're all over the place, feet move. And I think the rest of that second group is going to have to catch up with that pace and be ready for that. To some degree, it was that way last year and in previous years with Schmidt and the way that he ran the offense. The difference is that Rose can be a more dynamic scorer than Schmidt was, and that whole second group is going to be – maybe a few games and getting accustomed to each other and developing that chemistry, but Rose is going to be a, a terrific addition, and he may close out some games, too, either with Reggie Jackson or instead of Reggie Jackson, depending on how that flow is going.
3: Hey, Rod, Nick David here. With new players coming in, Tony Snell, Markeith Morris, obviously Derek Rose, you know, a few of them being veterans, I mean, what is the chemistry between the team? I mean, how is everybody kind of gelling? Do they feel, like, you know, is it friendship? Is it, you know... What does it kind of feel in the locker room like these days?
5: From from what we've seen, it's been very, very good. You can see um, yesterday in practice, Marquise Morris and Derrick Rose were having a conversation. Tim Frazier was in that same kind of group that shoots at the end of practice. And they were all chatting it up. And there aren't as many young guys uh, this year. So that veteran, they know the ropes. They know things that they're supposed to to do and, and how you're supposed to play and carry yourself. So it leaves very few guys. You've got your Bruce Browns, your Kyrie Thomas, and your as really and, and um, Seku obviously, as really your only young guys that don't know all of the ropes and where to go in an arena or what to do. When they get out on the floor, again, not having played together as much may be the biggest challenge that they have to overcome is figuring all that out. But with veterans, you typically do that much more quickly than with younger players.
0: Hey Rod, if uh, the Pistons fall out of playoff favor, if they you know don't have it this year, do you see them moving anyone? Do you see Andre getting moved? Do you see anybody possibly taking Blake Griffin uh, at midseason?
5: Yeah, I, I, it depends on how healthy he is, and maybe this is more conservative and precautionary in keeping him out these first couple of weeks. If it is something that's medical, it's going to be much harder to move him, especially at the salary number that you're looking at thirty-six, thirty-eight, upwards of forty million. But I think at the trade deadline, even you're going to see if they start moving some pieces around. If Drummond is is really sticking to his not um, taking that player option for next year for 28.8 million, I, I still can't wrap my brain around how huh. you turn down 28.8 he million. He won't. He won't. But it, well, maybe maybe he will. But he, yeah. if he takes that player option because it's a very weak free agent class in comparison to last year and he's going to be the the headliner of all of that maybe there is a team out there that's willing to plunk down 30 35 million for his services and they feel like they're really close and they can get over the hump if he's that last piece uh, but I think they'll look, they, and they've done that the past few trade deadlines anyway, is just to look and see what the market is for him, for Reggie Jackson, the same sort of way. Uh, with expiring contracts, this front office has shown that they don't want to get zero return on that. They want to try to get as much as they can uh, if they're not contending, especially.
0: All right, Rod, I wish we had more time with you. I want to get your, just give me your champion for the year. Who are you picking?
5: I like the Clippers, and and that's even before (laughs) last night. I think defensively they can just shut teams down, whether it's Patrick Beverly on the perimeter. We know Paul George and Kawhi Leonard can shut down guys on the wings, but they just have so much strength and so much experience, and now bringing that all together on the defensive end is going to be very, very tough to get a guy to to go off and to uh, have a team score 115, 120 points. They're just not going to allow that to
0: happen. Hey, Rod, thanks so much, man. We'll thanks talk to so you much, throughout Rod. the year. We appreciate it. Thank Have you, a Ron. great season, man. I'll see you tomorrow.
5: Anytime, I appreciate it, guys.
0: All thank right, you. Rod Beer of the Detroit News. Want to thank him, of course. Michael Rothstein from uh, DetroitLions.com. Excuse me, from ESPN.com. Writes for the Detroit Lions. Hey, my my co-host today, Nick David. Nick, you're you're an NBA whiz. Thank you, sir. Awesome, man. I'm proud of you. Pete Spivek, my man. Love oh, man. you. Thank you, brother. Stephen, thank you. Pleasure We're gonna get you me. on, man. I think you're you're an upcoming sports guy, man. Thanks. I'm gonna give you a shot here, man. Thanks to Ethan, of course. He had to leave early. Alana, Stephen, Kelsey, Cole, and Angel, everyone else helping out here at NRM Streamcast. I'm Tom Asaway We'll see you Friday for the Lions and the NFL and all the other good stuff. Have a great day, everybody.